perfect. Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your man Drake, aka Drake on Wheels. Y'all already know what it is. Welcome back, everyone, to the 1130 podcast. Talk Pro Wrestling. What's good, everybody doing out there, man? It's Friday. I'm back at it. Had to take a week off, man, of Talk Pro Wrestling. But yo, the weekend is upon us. Good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world, wherever you may be at. There's a uh, tune in joining uh, me and my awesome guest, man, that's joining me this week. My pal, my bro from another mother, my brother from Commission. Uh, one of my lows is going to be joining me here, man. Um, she is Blackheart. I know you probably tuned in. Like, hey, yo, man, good guys, man, are doing an episode without me. Yo, man, how this just came up was just real, real, real interesting. But, yo, this is going to be a dope one. If you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Like, leave a comment, and do all that great stuff. And uh, don't forget to follow the 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. But, you guys, like I said, we're going to get into the show. It's time to talk some pro wrestling. Ah, man, it's uh, two-thirds of the commission here. Uh, Blackheart is not joining us this week on this episode. Like I said, I just came, uh, I just, I just, just came about. It's very interesting, though. But, Warren, man, what's going on with you, my guy? What up, bro? Uh, it was probably like a five-minute setup, basically. So, it was obviously I tried to get somebody else on here before us. So, you know, stuff happens, life happens. But, hey, shit, yeah. we still love you. We'll probably yeah, be doing man. this again next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we sure will. We sure will, man. We sure will be doing this next week, man. But yeah, man. Hey, look at it. Like you said, you try to help somebody out. I try to help somebody out here on the podcast to chat about wrestling, though. But before we, you know, chat about everything that uh, wrestling wise, though, um, the match that you sent me, man, I, I definitely really enjoyed it because I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> the crowd was in The crowd was loving it, though, for real. It went for the crossbody. That was the you first time I ever did a crossbody. <laughs> for real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, you look like you weren't nervous about it at all. It was right on point and everything. Right on point. Everything. The mask helps it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard somebody say that. I heard somebody say that one time though, because they uh were so nervous or that they I think I think you said it, that you were making so many face expressions that you had to wear the mask. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! I mean, it, yeah. It's like it's like with the character. I when I put that mask on, I just felt like you couldn't see any expressions. You couldn't see my nervousness. Like I used to really be bad on shaking, and for some weird reason, man, when I put that mask on, it was like balls to the wall. Let's go! And that might be another reason why I only did six years of it because I literally went balls to the wall. But after that, hey. But yeah, man, uh, that match was definitely something fun. Uh, that was my first title match in my hometown. Uh, that area that you that I showed that venue was actually my high school that I was at. So that was a very big, meaningful match for me, for sure. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. And when the I crowd was so loud, we could not even talk in the ring. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell, man. They were really excited about it, though. And, you know, uh, it seems, though... Mass wrestlers always get a lot of uh, uh, fans behind them, too, because it's that mysterious. And obviously, sometimes they could be a high flyer or they could be versatile, whatever the case may be. But, yeah, definitely yeah. mass wrestlers definitely get a whole lot of love, man. 
whole lot of love. It's definitely man. a lot different than what wrestling was portrayed a long time ago. Because mass wrestlers, and I've said it numerous times, that's why I did not believe I was a mass wrestler for a while. was because I'm not 160 pounds. I'm almost 200 pounds. And literally, when they would look at you right off the rip, like when they used to watch my videos, they were amazed at how big I actually was when they would see me in person. And they were like, oh, man, I don't know if we can do a cruiserweight match with you now. Like, <laughs> so it was like literally it was just they were like looking at the cameras like, OK, so this is a, a very good size wrestler and he has a good look and everything like that. So. I'm just glad mass wrestling is not only portrayed as the small guys that do all the flippy dippy stuff now. You can yeah. do any type of way. Like in my eyes, a mass character is like like a damn superhero. Like I've all said it numerous times. American Project was my Superman. I didn't like being Clark Kent for a long time. Now I'm I'm happy both ways. But I mean, it's just great to see that different portrayal for a mass wrestler nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think I think with the mask, you know, with you wearing the mask, it it actually helps you, uh, you know, do things and find out mm-hmm. what you like to do, you know, what you're comfortable with. Also, you know, because like you said, I wish <laughs> I wish they would have had a video of uh watching my family's reaction when I was on that top rope because, like I said, that was the first yeah. time I ever done it, and I didn't even say I was doing anything. Like, so I remember I got a text message from my, my wife. She texts me. She goes, are you backstage? Like, I don't think you're that guy today. Like, and, and the craziest thing is because I had this tattoo, I always had to wear a sleeve also. So I made it very easy to not be able to, like, find out if it was me because I had my tattoo covered. I made sure every little spot was if people don't know, I have a nice size nose. So <laughs> literally cover that sucker up as much as I could. Um, the chants I used to get were hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I think the funniest one is someone really thought I was Spider-Man into Captain America form. <laughs> Spider-Man great. into Captain America form. Okay. I kind of love that one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, with, with the mask, though, with the mask that I've seen in the match, though, you can sort of get, you know, a little Spider-Man out of it, though, you know, and the whole oh, colorful yeah. white, you know, red, white, and blue with the Captain America. But, yeah, I'm sure Shiz would have had a field day with that one. That's for damn sure. He would have. He would have. Yo, that was dope. That was dope. Hey, yo, man, we're going to uh, chat about, uh, you know, man, everything that's going down in wrestling, man. You have something you want to um, – that been catching your eye, man, before – you know, I, I chat on to some um, things yeah, that I, I mean, want to discuss. I mean, we talked a good amount out of it on Commission Talks uh, yeah. recently on Wednesday. Yes. And, I mean, I'm just very happy to see what's, what's, what's portraying right now. I mean, we, we, I mean, we covered a hell of a lot on Wednesday. But, literally, uh, it's just good as a wrestling fan as a whole, like, wrestling is so expanded now like we're getting aired now new japan wrestling everybody portrays me and i'm pretty sure everybody used to think like i'm against AEW. no i'm not i i want it to succeed but i want it to succeed in a very valuable way when i say a valuable way you ain't got to knock off wwe on the 90s like mm-hmm. and then y'all are gonna sit here and say oh they're doing it to uh, for real wrestling fans i'm like bro they're doing it as an entertaining aspect just as every wrestling promotion 
That's why yeah. it's so hard to watch New Japan unless you are a true wrestling fan. Because New Japan wrestling, they don't understand the characteristics of a driven wrestler. They just know it as they're doing so much moves. Like literally, oh, I mean, if we, I'm not knocking anything, but a New Japan wrestling, you're going to get a lot of stiff hits. Not a lot of protection on the neck or the head. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is actually against their rules. If you do not get landed on your head, that's disrespect to them. And I'm glad that's kind of narrowed down a lot lately. I'm, I don't think they do pile drivers after pile drivers like they used to. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> they used to get so much abrasive, I couldn't even watch it for a little bit. I'm just like, eh, <laughs> I don't know about this. Man, like. New, New Japan is a, is a never New Japan wrestling. When you watching that, that's a never ending wrestling match, right? And the thing, that. and the thing is, they used to really hate people in the United States that go and wrestle over there. Like if mm. we watch some old matches, Hulk Hogan, um, Piper, guys like this. Like when they yeah. went over to New Japan, these guys really tried to hurt them. Yeah, it's um, rough. You remember the video I sent y'all in the commission uh, group chat where it was Scott Hall. Scott Hall was facing this guy in New Japan, and he was just working as a true heel. Yeah, he was yeah, supposed yeah. to be the babyface. He was supposed to be the babyface. And he sat there pushing this guy because the guy really did try to hurt Scott Hall. And Scott Hall was just like, uh-uh, not, not today, buddy. Not today. <laughs> and it's like, it's so cool to actually now you get to see New Japan wrestling inside of the United States. That's mm -hmm. one reason why the production aspect of wrestling as a whole now you can watch stuff on the independent circuit and it still look presentable to put on TV and stuff like that. Like, it's really cool to be a wrestling fan. And it's also really scary to be a wrestling fan nowadays just because if it's not what you want, oh, screw this. They're burying this guy. They're doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah. how many times we can have that conversation? <laughs> yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling for me is definitely for – uh, the hardcore wrestling fans, you know, uh, I, I sit and watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, which majority of the guys I don't really, you know, know, but some I do because of, you know, places they were at, but I don't really yeah. follow much of it, but I like it. I, I really do. And I watch think, some old Ultimo Warrior. I mean, uh, Ultimo Dragon yeah, matches yeah, out there, some, bro. Yeah. And I, I've seen, I seen some, of, some of his and some others uh, old school matches in New Japan. Really, really dope matches, though. But I think. A lot of people, a lot of wrestling fans, uh, crap on to uh, other wrestling promotions, or better say, they crap on WWE because mm -hmm. it's not. It's just it's, because it's, it's cool now. It's cool to yeah, do. Yeah, it it's now. cool, but it's 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 entertainment. And I think someone was just saying that, man, yo, all wrestling, every wrestling is entertainment. Is entertainment. It's it's all entertainment. You know, you get the you get the AEW marks. You get the fans because. Um, then I'll give it to AEW. You know, one thing I do love about AEW that WWE does not do on a regular basis, though. And I'm pretty sure it's a method behind it, though. But I notice when AEW always comes on, they always start with a wrestling match. You know, get the fans warmed up, jobbed up for, you know, for the next segment. There's I, been a couple of times they've had Paige start out with promos. Then. Yeah, but more I don't like him that. as a promo guy. See, yeah, Paige has kind of like been falling off, but more often than not, they start dynamite with a matchup. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think they do that to counter or to kind of like you know go against WWE because you all every every show they starting off with at least a 10, 15, 20 minute promo, <laughs> and you yeah. know it's it's all it's all it's, it's all about telling the story, moving it to the next level or whatnot. But you know, uh, I, I think that's what you know a lot of 
AEW fans uh, get off on this. Just, you know, oh, man, this, this is wrestling here. And, you know, we're not getting people. Like, I don't know. I don't know, but like you said, so, uh, I want I want to ask you a question though, because I I think we've we've covered it on Commission Talks, and I got mm-hmm. Shiz's outtake on it. What do you see in AEW that really ca- catches your eyes compared to what catches your eyes in any other wrestling that you watch? AEW, what AEW does that catches my eye is the it's it's. It's the audience, I believe. I think that's what it mostly is. It's not the glitz. It's not the glamour. No. It's not really the wrestlers neither because half of them were in WWE before, you know? And, and it, that's the craziest thing. Like, when we first talked about AEW, Cody, Jericho, actually Jericho out of all of them because really nobody wanted really caught any eyes onto that product until Jericho signed. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if we really want to be real, like Jericho brought representation to go watch it, New Japan, when he went and go face Kenny Omega. Because, I'm going to be blunt, I didn't, I've heard of Kenny Omega, I've heard of his matches, I've, I watched the Bucks matches numerous times and I got bored watching them. I, I'm, I'm going to honestly say it, I just could not stand watching them. Somebody tried to super kick somebody so many damn times. <laughs> and like yeah. that part, and I was just like, man, there are a bunch of spot monkeys. Mm-hmm. And I get I get heat thrown at me all the time. You yeah. you, you don't like the young bucks and you call yourself a wrestler? Like yeah. it's, I mean it is it's a just whole not what I like. Yeah, it is a whole lot of spots in it. And I don't wanna just say like uh it's it's just the fans that were t- it's the atmosphere. I was at the first yeah. uh, dynamite here in DC and it was just the atmosphere like I never felt like that before and just even watching it like they the crowd is in into it like they are really into mm-hmm. it but don't get me wrong for WWE they are into it too but I think it depends on what town they it's are. like it's like a ride they like uh, yeah. say like a theme park your first time going to a theme park it's gonna be amazing because mm-hmm. you're not used to it yeah. now if you go to a say like now you go into WWE you you've been to Universal eight, nine, ten, eleven times. There's only so many times you're gonna be excited to ride the Spider-Man ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just those little things. And I think AEW is like how fans saw John Cena. John Cena as a over as an underdog, you could not Cena couldn't be touched as a fan base wise. He was literally the newer Hulk Hogan. But when he got successful and became the big guy. Fans did not like that anymore because now he watered down his character himself because he sat here and told you, he's like, I'm 40 years old. It's not going to make any sense for me to be rocking jerseys and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's overdone. Like, it's just not going to work. And fans ate that up and got upset about it. Like, these are the little things. Now, one thing I'll say about AEW that's caught my eye is it's like watching an independent show. And it's like a higher platform show. Like I've mm-hmm. I've seen guys like Sammy Guevara. I've seen him outside of AEW before he signed with AEW, and I've seen how much he's adapted as a wrestler, and it's been great. Now I feel like he's gotten too hardcore again, like ladder matches, and I feel like he doesn't know how to do a ladder match without him just jumping off the ladder every freaking spot of the match now, and mm-hmm. that's really bad storytelling in my opinion. If you're gonna tell a story with a prop. Angle it in. Tease it a little bit. Don't just instantly give it to us every single time. Like like how we say about uh, soda. 
Like I, I used an example of soda so many times. When I was little, I loved soda. I absolutely mm. loved it. But when I moved and let or moved out and lived on my own, I absolutely barely ever drink soda now because I drink it so much I don't like it anymore. Like these are the things that I see with wrestling now. And fans see it as like like I said about soda. WWE has been that taste for how long? Yeah. <laughs> it's been forever. And now you're getting the Pepsi Wild Cherry, the Pepsi Zero, the Pepsi Vanilla, and all this <laughs> different options. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna want to try that. Yeah. Like you you gonna want to try that soda, and it, it's gonna taste good at first because you're like, ooh, yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that flavor. Ooh, yeah. that's I, something new. I feel what you're saying. I, I definitely do because when when AEW first came out, and me growing up, and me growing up watching wrestling and start in the late '90s. Uh, WCW was just fading off. Uh, they had about mm-hmm. like two years left. I uh, think ECW just had wrapped their doors up by WWE buying them, and or you know, and I was just a WWF guy. So I really didn't watch any promotions. So to know, come find out, I watched Impact back in 2000 or TNA when it was TNA back in 2011 with mm-hmm. the whole Aces and Eight storyline, which I, I was a fan of. Not too it was before. so long, man. I really yeah, wish I they did not <laughs> kill that story like they did because I really watched TNA just to see what uh, the storyline with yes, was. Yes, and, and, and that was and that was cool for me when I started watching Impact. But then, like, okay, now we got something that's up here trying to. Rival mm-hmm. against WWE, and it's you know they they bring in big stars in, and they on a big TV platform, and you know okay. I yeah, thought I, TNA had a better platform than what AEW's production standpoint is now, because I, I mean you're seeing guys like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. I mean Mick Foley's still wrestling. Like I was watching these, and I'm like, I thought these guys weren't wrestling anymore, and then I watched this. I'm seeing Christian as a champion, like. You don't see that often. And I saw Jeff Hardy turning as Willow. Never even knew of that. Like, yeah. these things. And I'm looking, I'm like, you know, it might have went over in WWE. Like, I'm so, I, I really wish Matt Hardy would not have got a hard on for that broken gimmick and thinking that was going to go over in WWE. Yeah, that, like, that, that, that took off on his own, you know, when he was doing that independently and that whole delete, delete, delete thing. A lot of people didn't like it, but. I didn't understand what it was. It took off, but then the whole thing. I would say like Bubba Ray. Like Bubba Ray really thought the Bully Ray gimmick could have went over in WWE. Did you you like the Bully Ray gimmick? I did for the Aces and Eight story. Yes. Like the thing that he did with Brooke Hogan and stuff, glorious. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I mean, that was the best. Like expression wise, I've ever seen Bubba in a match. I was, I was, I was a fan. I thought. I time, thought it would go over in WWE, but yeah, with the Boys too. and Girls Club club and stuff yeah, like that, it could have offended that story. Yeah, and I thought that was his best character. And I, at that time, mm-hmm. I was like, man, Bully Ray is kind of like the hottest guy right now as far as a heel goes. I thought he was, you know, throwing his damn thing. You know, the whole thing with, you know, uh, with Sting, Kurt and Angle and all of them. All and, of like, it, I love it. that story. I, I love it. I was a fan of it, but a lot of people was like, yeah, this was – NWO 2.0 and how they just started adding members in and members in and members in. It, it did kind of look like that because it felt like, because you knew for a fact you were only investing into that Aces and Eight story. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, damn, like, when are they going to get their shine back? When's the baby face going to get to go over on the, on the Aces and Eights? And mm-hmm. I mean, the best 
the best thing I watched when it came to that storyline is when AJ Styles came out. And he came out with that dark character. Yeah. Walked slowly down past Bully Ray. And then his original song, which I wish so badly AJ could have got that song to go to WWE. Because that was one of my favorite ones. Get ready to fly. And when he flopped his jacket up, the hood popped off. And he just, like, the crowd just lost it. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, bro, if he could have brought that character back. Like, oh, my gosh, man. That was my favorite moment. Because I watched AJ. I watched AJ when he was in a, a, I think it was at a basketball gym. I think it was a basketball gym somewhere in Georgia. And we watched him, and he got to go against Tyler Black, and which we all know that's Seth Rollins now. And, man, that was such a damn good match. And I sat there and watched AJ, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can do this because I wasn't that much big. I wasn't that much big, but I was like, my size for basketball, I could probably grow up to like that because I'm looking at AJ. Like, that was what the idea of my character was. And they were like, nah, you don't need to do biker shorts. You need to do, like, long tights, do, yeah. like, a Shawn Michaels meets – yeah. Shawn Michaels meets um, <laughs> Rey Mysterio, uh, just a little bit bigger version of Rey Mysterio. And that's how actually my character came together was from that. And then they, they've like fed me in. They're like, hey, you like Power Rangers, right? Put your hands together. There you go. It's morphing time type scenario. And I was like, man, if we could actually got a video made for that, it would have made it even cooler for the fans like that. So like AJ was like my dude for so long. And I literally was just like how a kid would watch sports if you were a tom brady fan you were gonna go wherever tom brady was that's how i was with aj and that's the only reason why i started watching new japan was because of aj styles like these guys that you had to see on a bigger platform had to go over to these smaller the the little brothers basically to get them that representation and i just love as a wrestling as a whole now you have so many opportunities to watch these guys grow and I mean, it's it's a hit or a miss. Like like I was saying about AEW, man, it's like one great show. And for me, that has been in the ring and watched this stuff. Now I'm just sitting. There, I'm like, it looks so fake to me. Regardless <laughs> of what we sit here and say, wrestling's fake. In general, I'm just looking at. I'm like, that move didn't even make no sense. Like, they didn't even tie up. Like, this is not making no sense to me as a wrestling match. You're doing nine different flip spots, and you're ducking it, missing it. I'm like, it's just not the U.S.-type wrestling style that we need to watch. I'm not saying, hey, it's bad to watch just this style. No, but you need to change it up. And I feel like every match that has been on those cards, it's a hit or a miss. Like... Some of them are literally the same match four times in a row. I'm just like, bro, yeah, give me something <laughs> different. Yeah, they gotta, they definitely gotta switch it up. Far as AEW though, and, and that's what I was thinking too with the match you uh, showed me. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what was the matchup pre uh, prior and also the match afterwards because you guys didn't do um, too much. You need, you know, uh, two aside. We were the only, so, we were the only match that worked you know, outside. You see, that, that was that was dope. That was dope. And I like I, you know, we, we talk about on the podcast, just be different from the previous match and also um, the next match, though. Uh, we, we're going to get back onto AEW in just a bit. We've seen two returns that uh, we've seen two, two.
superstars that made their return this week on uh, WWE television. Uh, Oscar and Ali. Uh, what was your thoughts on uh, Oscar? Because that was a long-awaited return. Long overdue. I mean, how many times did we sit here and say Oscar coming back at room? Yes, Oscar's yes, gonna do did. this. Like <laughs> you are so dead set on right. that one. I was More set. than me and you sitting there filming into that rock segment <laughs> in the Survivor Series. I was like, <laughs> right, when I heard a music for someone, I was I heard a music and, and this one for both of them. It's the I best heard, timing too. I think it's the best timing because Becky was the last person that gave Oscar her title. Yes. Like Oscar, yes. and now, and this now is she, yours. And now she doesn't have a title. You know, I thought that was, I thought that was perfect. It's gonna get Oscar. It's gonna get Oscar so over as a babyface. Yeah, which is. I still wish Oscar was a heel. Oscar works fantastic as a heel. Uh, it's just that style that she works. It goes over as a heel, but as a babyface, man, Oscar is really adapt. I mean, yeah. if she could just get on that mic skill, oh my gosh, yeah. the mic skills is. Nobody's ready for Oscar. I mean, that's all you need I, I to hear. That, yeah, yeah, but I was like, uh, you know, I thought she was gonna say something, you know, else. That's kind of like two thousand what? The craziest thing, she has her own YouTube show where she shows her actual personality. Oh, that's so, cool. So like, that's cool. I might need to tap into that. I need to check that. Yeah, out. she talks about Pokemon, all that stuff. Like, she's really. She could speak very fluent English. <laughs> like that's the part I'm like, hold up, you just ruined yourself. <laughs> you that's, now know kinda, you could go in a microphone. <laughs> man, when I heard both of their music, when I heard Oscar, I was like, oh wow, Oscar's back. And then Ali, I think Ali was the one. Uh, Mustafa Ali was the one who just shocked me because I think I think know, he's about to get a pretty decent baby face run. I think it's I, about I, I that wanna, time. I want to say that though, but shout out to my gosh, uh, Blackheart, because we said this though. We said, <laughs> I feel like they're gonna continue to suck him up, give him the wins. Don't, don't feed him the shizz's ordeals and, now. Don't feed yeah, into that now. But, but look, I said, but I think they're gonna release him, and the, they're gonna still release him. They're gonna be like, oh, okay, we we, we just gonna we, we ain't gonna release him. I you think it. Too. I honestly and, believe it, bro. I think it was just working the crowd. If he's on that show now, I think it's him just working the crowd. He knows he's got fans behind him. Yeah, it's just knows. like what we said about the Iconics. Yeah. Like, honestly, I didn't believe that it was a, a true thing. Like, I wanted y'all's opinion because I wanted to see, hey, do y'all believe it's a work or do y'all believe it's a real thing? See, I didn't know what to believe because I know Ali always, every time I saw him on WWE's The Bump, he always stood up for what he believed in. If Kofi didn't or, ball out in that, that Elimination Chamber match, Ali would have still been your guy. Yeah, but WWE had the chance to still make that uh, a thing, even when they were both on the same show, even when uh, Ali was supposed to have been the guy who was hacking SmackDown or whatnot like that. Like They, they had an opportunity. They had an opportunity, but they didn't do it, though. But Ali stands by what he believes in, and... Now, There's a show coming up in Saudi Arabia or something like that. I'm very sure Ali's going to get a push. <laughs> I mean, that's not being abrasive a, a to it. I mean, it's just facts. Yeah. Like, you do yeah. need somebody to have representation from the overseas area that you're going to be in. But that's what they got Mansoor for. But but I, I, I feel like Ali... You want more than one, though. Don't you yeah. want more than one? It's yeah, not... It's, like, it's like an ice cream, bro. Like... Do you all like literally if you have like a chocolate ice cream? Are you gonna want a caramel? You're gonna want a vanilla, you're gonna want a different option with it. So if you keep saying like you just had Monsoor, like how you just said, 
they're going to feed into that and be going, hey, why is he the only one there? Why is he the only one representing us? Like, we need, yeah. we got talent here. Like, mm-hmm. that area up there, they're not even allowed to have pro wrestling. Like, they're not allowed to have independent wrestling or stuff like that. I had a guy on that on my Instagram that we talk regularly, and he wants me to speak up for them in this council thing for them to actually get a license to be a wrestling promotion. Like, it is against their 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 area mm. to have a wrestling promotion. Yeah. So WWE is the only way they can do wrestling mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, yeah, but I feel I feel like Ali didn't want to do the stereotype thing though, just because he was from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Don't stick. I mean, look at his character. His character is so much different. You wouldn't even know he's from that area. Yeah, like you can is. look at him, but just the wrestling style that he has, you're looking at him like, damn, he could really. Honestly, if he became a mass wrestler, nobody would know what ethic he's in. It, it, it's, it's just like I, I think uh, Angel Angel Gaza. I don't. I, I, yeah. I want to say Angel Gaza said this, but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, every Hispanic guy is not the next Eddie Guerrero. So yes. you know, just because yes. you are, you know, the same ethnic, you know, background, don't mean you got to stick me with that. You feel me? Like just because we all black, don't mean we all got to be in a black group. Like I. You feel me? I, think, mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy. So I, I, I feel like Ali wanted something different and feel like he was, you know, better. So I don't know. I don't know to believe it was a work or whatever the case was. I'm, I, I'm glad he back though. I just, I'm, I have to say that. I mean, for him to still be on TV, there has to be something that they settled an agreement to. Yeah. Because did he get buried on Raw? That's the biggest question. Did he get buried I, on I, Raw? And he beat a former WWE champion. In That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like. If that tells you right there, because if he was getting released and if he was literally on his way out, but you wouldn't have won that match. But 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 I understand that. But look what we was look what WWE was doing with Alistair Black three weeks uh up until he got released. Like they were he just came on TV. I mean, I don't think back. I think Alistair Black, like, hey, you wanna do the storyline, get them whatever you want. And I think honestly, he did something to where he could come back. Like oh, yeah, he did definitely. not leave on bad terms. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, most definitely, he didn't leave on bad terms though. But I'm just saying though, like it was just so wild. Like he was just uh, revamping his character, and you could tell Triple got, H he, really he, carried him on this one. Like I yeah. think Triple H made it really he, took care of him he, he to say like, Big e, I mean, you tagged Big cool. E, and he was you tagged the Big E. So like, hey, like I don't know. So it's and, and that's where you get some people who's like, uh, I can't get too invested in this person. Um, like, uh, it's a superstar who's Uber NXT. I cannot think of her name um, right now, but she she's an, actually she's the new Impact Women's Champion right now. You talking um, about Diana Prata? No, 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 no. She's the Ring of Honor World's Champion. Which um, one are you talking about? Oh man, oh. Cannot think of her name right now, man. She's an NXT Women's Champion. No, no, she's the Impact right right now. She just Impact. She's the new Impact Women's Champion. She just beat Diana Peraza. They 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 fought. Um, did they fight at a uh, at Rebellion? I'm not sure. I can't think of her name is man. But I was so sad because when she came in, she never made it to the main roster. Oh man, mm-hmm. when I when I when I when I think of her name. I'm going to definitely, I'm a definitely tell you though. But yeah, I, it was just so sad. Everybody like, knows. Just put the comments right there. Put it in there for us. Uh, <laughs> Feed it into us. What I want to say is Valerie, 
Valerie, I can't think of her. I, I can't. Oh, you're her. talking about the girl that did the. She did a uh, a character like she was. She was way better yeah, than she everybody. Was, she was. Her, her song was bougie bad, bougie bad, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. NXT or whatnot. Yeah, and uh, she never in her post when she uh, commented when she got released, and it was just like wow, like I was here for a hot second. Never got up to the main roster. Never even left NXT, and I'm gone. Like. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 still a fan at heart. I'm still going to joy, but it's like you just don't I mean, know. It's just like a resume now, bro. Like if something don't work, you go back to the drawing boards, re rewrite yeah. your game, change it up, get yourself work. Like when we talked about it on commission talks, I think the best way to put it is now, like I said from the beginning, wrestling now as a whole, you can go find out your true test. You can go find out, do you really belong? If you go in, put the work in, and you go back to square one. Because back then wrestling, in the 90s and stuff like that, if you went back to the indies, it's really hard to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you're basically deteriorated. Like, it's yeah. really hard to come back. Yeah. And I mean, seeing guys like Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was really, mm-hmm. really tall. I mean, Vince McMahon approached and announced that he was going to be a, a, a future world champion. And Lord only know how long it took him. But, hey, it's like it's like Christmas. Eventually, he got that Turbo Man doll. <laughs> like, it's just like those things, it builds you back up. Like the end game is you want to go to the big dance. You yeah. want to see do you really match up to that, that caliber. Like, I mean – I yeah, give an I mean, example like Kodo Bushi. Kodo Bushi, when he did that, uh, was it the, the cruiserweight, cruiserweight challenge? Yeah, the cruiserweight, I think. Yeah, the cruiserweight challenge or whatever it was. The he would have easily won that competition if he signed with WWE. He wanted to do something to get his name platformed on a bigger audience standpoint. Yeah, and, but it don't seem like WWE got big faith in like Korean or or, or Japanese guys, though. It's like they. they it's because they, of the style. Vince is like how I see wrestling, bro. He wants to see the tie-ups. He wants to see the slower-paced matches. Like we talk about, you got to know your audience. Like we, ha- I had this argument with uh the guy off of Shiz's group, uh, Tyler, the young guy. I call yeah, him Kid and Play yeah. now. <laughs> um, he he grew up watching New Japan wrestling, so he's used to that fast-paced, thirty-minute squaffle matches, like back and forth non-stop it's like watching a damn tennis match like guys like you and me it's cool to watch d- differently like it's cool to watch one or two matches we can't watch a whole match card like that because we're just sitting there like all right man like i've watched you do five backflips i've watched you do two drop kicks and you're not even getting a one count like what's going on like you're deteriorating the move set and like you told me about the match I sent you, you were like, man, you were going for that code breaker a good amount because I was telling a story. If I hit you with that code breaker, that's it. Lights out. Mm-hmm. Because I could have done easily, all right, I go for the code breaker, boom, I keep hitting it, boom, boom. And then it just doesn't make it meaningful anymore because you've used it so much, the crowd's going to look at it and go, huh? He hit him finally. He, okay, that's the sixth match. I really hope you win this one or I'm really just going to boo you out of the building. Like, it's just these things that make that move matter. We tell, I I joke about it, like 
wrestling is a violent soap opera. You telling a story not by your words. You're telling story by your body, your movements and stuff like that. So say like, I would say guy like MJF. MJF, he's got so much better in the ring. Um, when I first watched MJF, I really said, you're all talk and no good wrestling. And I've seen this guy adapt to the wrestling. And it's not because he's going fast paced with anybody. He's moving on his own pace. He is telling a story. If he's got your wrist, he's telling a story with that wrist. He's going to show something that affected your wrist that entire match and it might affect you on your finisher or a ease up move or something like that like he tells a story with that that is the thing i wish wrestling could come back towards and be a gimmick standpoint as well because i mean we shoot nxt 2.0 enough but they are characters now they are showing that there is wrestling characters like i I use the example Shiz might get mad about uh, Ezekiel. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely cropping out that episode and he gets so mad. And um, But it's something new. You know this true story on it, but it's entertaining because the crowd is invested into it. Like, you got some of these kids really believing that. That's not a lie. Like, it's just these things that is telling the story to it. And with Kevin Owens. If you have a great dance partner, guess what? You can't go wrong. Um, Sami Zayn, when he wrestled, I mean, I'm not even saying wrestling. When he did a match with Johnny Knoxville, it wasn't the wrestling match you expected, but it was entertaining because mm -hmm. guess what? It was something different. Now, if you got a whole show based off of that match that you saw at WrestleMania, you would have literally shitted on this thing and said, absolutely, I'll never watch this again. Like, this is the most dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's something different. Like, you got to change it up. Something has to be different every different match. And yeah. it could have two matches the same, but you have something that tells it differently. That's the thing. That's one thing that independent wrestling used to get shunned upon so much is because, oh, man, um, you could just tell they're trying to steal the show. Um, not caring about the time limit, uh, doing everything in the kitchen sink. So when it's time for the next match, the crowd is going to be completely exhausted and they're not going to know what to do. Like oh, yeah. that is things that I've noticed with wrestling now is just you got to get that pace up. You got to change that pace up. And I really miss gimmicks. I really do miss the gimmicks. Yeah. That's what we was having a conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when my guy Kofi Weekston stepped in and, you know, he was talking about how he was getting back into NXT because NXT is uh, bringing back gimmicks. So, yeah, definitely gimmicks are definitely missed. Um, I got to ask you a question also, man. Um, Becky, oh, Lynch, yeah, Becky Lynch uh, said something on social media this past week. You're going to get the heat people, seeker at me, huh? Yeah, I had a couple <laughs> people riled up or whatnot like that. But, um, yeah, Becky Lynch says, yo, man. We're we're better than all the women in AEW, uh, hands down. There's really no you know competition or whatnot like that. Some people say, man, yo, it's not even fair. You know, WWE don't really have a women's division, and AEW only been around two years, so it's not really fair. But Warren, I ask you, uh, <laughs> do Becky got a point, or is it really fair? You know, to uh, I mean... compare WWE's women division up against a two uh, year. Uh, almost a two and a half year 
uh, women's uh, roster in AEW. I mean, think of it this way. If somebody asked you, does your podcast beat out a lot of podcasts in the world, would you tell them, uh, I'm good, but I'm not that level? Like, no, you're going to sit there and sell to the crowd like, hey, I give my all into these podcasts. Yeah. So you obviously are not going to sit here and say, oh, I mean, we've been out longer. We've done this. I mean, if we think about it, WWE, I mean, they want the the title that they do everything first. But it's like it's like a show, a movie, or something like that. Marvel, Marvel films, great example. Marvel films have been so overly produced so many times. It's just you have to get her in a bigger production audience. Like we've seen a Marvel movie probably produced by an independent uh, movie star, but guess what? You're not going to really know of it until it's on a bigger platform, a bigger production size on, and puts way more money into it. Um, honestly, yeah. I mean, Becky is not lying. I mean, I've watched, I mean, you know what? I get the heat all the time, you know. Hey, why not? Let's do it again. Um, <laughs> Becky is not lying. I mean, she is promoting her company, which she is definitely supposed to because she is supposed to be the anchor of this women's division. She is supposed to be the anchor of WWE for a long time. I mean, we we compared Becky Lynch, the man character, to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people can be compared to that, that plateau. And, I mean, her gimmick is why she's so damn over. Is she the best wrestler in the world? No. But she knows how to tell a story. She knows how to be on a microphone. She knows how to do so many different things. And when I look back at the women on AEW, all the women that are there now are the ones that were leased by WWE. <laughs> and honestly, Britt Baker is starting to be like Sammy Guevara to me. She is being a major hit or miss, and it's getting worse. Yeah, I think Britt, Britt Baker is, you know, she's getting pushed down a lot of people's throat how Sammy Guevara is. And one of my favorites, though, but she had got a whole lot of backlash when she became AEW Women's World Champion was Nyla Rose, though. You know, I I, I, I like the Nyla, though, but... It's different, but people... The thing is, people are expecting everything now, 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 now. Like, it would we be invested in Becky Lynch's character if the man was out literally when Becky went to the main roster? No, we would got bored with it and it was just like, hey, this was cool at first. It's like Bailey's character. Bailey as a babyface was great at the time, but you knew for a longevity standpoint, it was going to get completely boring. Mm -hmm. And it got very lackluster. Like, Bailey even said it. I'm 30 something years old and I'm still wearing a ponytail. Like, it's just not making any sense to be that hugger anymore. And Bailey now is one of the best teals on the planet. I mean, mm -hmm. when the when the COVID happened, Bay, I mean, Bailey took off. Oh, yeah, she took off. Her you Sasha. watched SmackDown just because of Bailey. Yes, yes, they they did it. They killed it. They killed I mean, it. Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, um, Becky, like those four, the four horsewomen that we call it, those girls brought a different platform to women's wrestling. I mean, it gave WWE an option, looked at it and said, hey, we can carry this company. Mm. We can do this. Give us a shot, and we will do it. And, yeah. I mean, honestly, them getting that airtime actually helped wrestling as a whole. Because 
Now you got to see women wrestle men. You got to see women main event independent shows. We Tony Khan tried to take the, the catering of when they did a hard, hardcore match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, which I thought Thunder Rosa should have got her flowers more than Britt in that match, in my opinion, because, my goodness, she had to put that girl over so hard. <laughs> my good Lord. Yeah. But, I mean, you, of course, going to tell people that. I mean, anybody, anybody, like <laughs> me being a Jaguar fan, Somebody asks me, hey, how do you feel about this game this week? Regardless of my record, regardless of whatever, I'm going to say I want the Jaguars to win. I don't care what record we have. I don't care, hey, we're in the verge of getting the number one draft pick. No, mm -hmm. I'm tired to see my team lose. But as a, as a fan, a loyal fan, you're going to sit there and go, you know what, I'm going to cheer for them. Regardless, I know that they're about to play. Let's have shiz, have a laugh at it. They're about to play New England Patriots. We know the result. Which is has brought it out every time, but you saw how I sold it on the show. It's like, you know what? We're gonna go kick y'all's ass. We're gonna come and beat y'all. Like, I'm not gonna invest in and be like, oh, you know, Jaguars do their same old shit, different Dave type thing. You don't get invested into it because you're already just sitting there like, all right, this is what the result's gonna be. So with Becky saying that, I mean, that's just a normal response in my opinion. Yeah. But in my opinion, <laughs> the women in Impact right now are taking off. Yeah, man, they are. They are real, real, real fast. Like you said, man, that right. Like if somebody asks me, "Yo, man, how you think about your podcast versus someone else?" Yeah, you gonna you gonna obviously say, "Man, mine's mine's better. Mine's is this, you know, <laughs> X, Y, Z." So I definitely get what you're saying. But I feel as though AEW with them doing the whole on heart women's tournament. I think that is also to bring in more women and hopefully try and hopefully build up a women's division. But you just mentioned uh, Impact. They're definitely killing it. Shout out to Josh Alexander. He's the new Impact World, uh, World's Champion. Um, and see that's the with him champions. at Yes, that was storytelling right there all the way. I, I definitely liked it. And I definitely like how it wasn't in the past pay-per-view, but um, the, the pay-per-view that Moose came in and stole the title away from Josh Alexander and now Josh Alexander – Face them, and not only that, he had his little son there. That was dope. I thought that was real cool. So it, that yeah. was a storytelling aspect. Like you nice. remember when we did the episode where you were so pissed off. You shiz, everybody <laughs> was so pissed off about Bianca Belair. Yeah, you remember that. How much more meaningful was that win with Bianca winning at WrestleMania against Becky because of that angle? You were only invested into that because you remember what happened from the beginning. That is why Moose and Josh Alexander's match really couldn't do any harm because you were so invested just in that storytelling, which I give Moose a lot of crap all the time. But, man, I'm very happy to see what he's doing now. Like, I used to believe Moose is terrible on the mic, which he's getting a little bit better. I mean, he's still got some work to do, but his in-ring ability and his transformation that he has done to his character you might see him on a bigger platform eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might. We might, man. Uh, but we're going to move on here on Talk Pro Wrestling, man. Uh, two topics, man, we want to chat about before we roll on out of here. Uh, AEW mentioned uh, that they are teaming with New Japan Pro Wrestling to present the Forbidden Door. How you feel about that, um, that uh, pay-per-view? Uh, I mean, it's good for New Japan. But it's just Tony just saying, hey, I did it. I did it first. 
Yeah. Tyson Hurd. You know that song? You know that song Ray J did about uh, Kim Kardashian? I hit it first. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what Tony's doing. Just to get a, another point on the card, basically. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I can definitely see that. You know, trying to one up Vince and be like, "Yo, man, I did it first, man." Because obviously, that's that's like everybody's uh, dream thing to do. Whether you got two K or whether you just fantasy booking in your mind, you want to see your favorite wrestlers from each promotion, whether that's Impact, NWA, uh, whether that's an independent wrestling scene. You want to see them go square off uh, against each other. So. It's yeah, good I, for New Japan, though. Yeah, like yeah, I said, they're going to get to well, wrestle this, in the United States. Uh, this was a topic, too, on Buzz and Romalo a couple of days ago. Will this help uh, AEW to um, to move on and, and hopefully uh, 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 get that extra maybe contract or so discovery? Yo, we can still be around. And I feel like this was Tony Khan's idea because all wrestling fans want to see this. In a way, it's kind of like, like how I see with my podcast, how like you see your podcast, like for Wednesdays, you talk about normal lifestyles, you talk about people's occupations, then when you come on Fridays, you talk about wrestling. We, we do so much as a whole to build a wider audience, like sometimes that works miraculously, but also sometimes you kill your product because there's one certain topic that your fans get more invested in i think yes right now the forbidden door it's gonna be an over show like literally it's sold in chicago but here's the thing if they did that show say like in new york or or um say like in tennessee or something like that would that would that show go over as much because a lot of fans don't know those those wrestlers from new japan a lot of these guys, they're going to watch great matches, but they're going to sit there and look at them. They don't know how to cheer for them because they don't know nothing about them. Like, you have to know your audience. So them booking in Chicago was the smartest thing because it's legit a wrestling yeah, fan base. It is. I, I think they had, a, they, had a, they, had a, they had a chance in New York because I believe Ring of Honor in New Japan did a show at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. some years ago. So. You know, they, they had a small chance though, but I think WWE being the you know the capital or, or you know that that uh, yeah. wrestling you know capital or whatever you want to look. They at got the WWE garden. Up, that's you know. that's it right there. They locked that. You made it in the garden. That that's that's the Super Bowl right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, the brand split, man. Do you think it's it's time to end the brand split and unify all these titles, man? We got the WWE World <laughs> How many episodes that we covered that? <laughs> we, 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 we got the WWE Championship and the Universal Champ with Roman Reigns. And we're now seeing at WrestleMania Backlash, RK Bro taking on the Usos, which I feel like the Usos will win. But something is telling me that RK Bro is going to win. Something is telling me RK Bro is going to win. That's where, because we haven't seen that bloodline storyline that has been telling. Um, lately though, ever since the Usos wow. and Roman Reigns has been riding on a high, they kind of like been complacent in a way. And uh, whether they've been winning and or, or whatnot, I feel like the group has just been complacent. And I feel like Roman mm-hmm. Reigns need to put some people back in place, and they've been falling out of line. You know, <laughs> that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I mean, it needs to put a spotlight on somebody else. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, because I, I like the story they, they they were telling amongst one another, though. And I mean, yes and no, which, honestly, I'm invested into RK, bro, now. Like, yeah. you could tell, 
Orton has a very creative mind when it comes to this. Like, Orton can still be his character, but still change it up and it not make him look weak or anything like that. It's looking at him like, you can tell Randy is enjoying what he's doing with Riddle, which, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how many episodes I've sat here and said I don't like Riddle, but I'm actually getting invested in Riddle now. Like, Riddle has really changed his style. Like, Riddle used to just be an MMA guy that literally could try to do whatever he wanted to do. He's like, hey, I'm an MMA guy, and I can be a wrestler too, and I'll wrestle anybody in the world. He's not worried about that now. He's worried about entertaining, and the dude's really changing things. I'm still not understanding the the fingernail polish and toenail polish, but apparently that's the newest thing going on in the world, which you won't see me as a grown-ass man wearing any I, of that I stuff. But, I, hey. I haven't seen that. I've seen that more, more so into, well, especially the fingernails. I've seen that more so in Jeff Hardy. <sighs> I feel like that's kind of like a little rock thing. I don't, I don't know, you know, freestyle. <laughs> I always thought it was like, I don't know what to show me, but I always thought that's people if you like to go to Hot Topic or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, all right, we got we got the tag team titles that's about to be unified. Do you think the women's title should be next? Um, so we got Bianca and Charlotte as the champs right now. Yeah, Bianca um, and Charlotte, you know, as as champs, though. Can can we see a unification uh, match, you know, in the future? I mean, no, I don't want it. Because no. it's good to have two different champions. Because, like we said, they still have a big roster. And it gives more people to view more talent as a brand split because it gives that option. Now... Yeah. With Roman as your champ, Roman can't do any harm. Like, honestly, we've looked at it. Like, people are really watching SmackDown because of Roman. People are watching Raw now because of Roman. Like, it's just these things, you got to know what works with the audience. Um, if they do unify the titles, I know for a fact, nine times out of ten, it'll probably be with Charlotte. Um, the matches with Bianca, I think they just need to get her more reps in with some talent to really get her repertoire back up i don't want her to be like an ultimate warrior one one man hit off and it literally it falls down faster than we can think i mean yeah. some of the stories i mean yeah. it's just we gotta keep those reps going um as a women's championship i think it would be smart but like i said it's got to be the best time it's got to be the timing um I mean, when you look at girls, I'm really hoping if they would do that is when Bailey comes back. Because mm -hmm. Bailey could be that one person to carry both brands. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I think, you know, this is it's a good thing, but I, I feel like it's a it's a good thing because it's like a desperate move, honestly. It, yeah, I could kind of like see that in a way though, but I, I, with them releasing so many people over the last two years, I don't feel like they have enough superstars to hold carrier roster, especially with Raw being three hours. Uh, we've seen a whole lot of superstars get recycled and more 24-7 TV time than you would like to see, but it's all cool <laughs> and dandy though. It's all great. It's all great, but um, if, if we unify the titles, I'd say I would go with Bianca. Um, because Charlotte, man, she's the 13, 15, 16 time women's champion. Like she, she got I think it all, she's bro. gonna beat Flair's record. I think she yeah. will. 
Yeah, she probably. Will. I mean, honestly, I feel like Charlotte's better than Rick because, <laughs> I mean, this girl did not wrestle in the Indies. This girl came from WWE, which this might get her heat as well, is that she didn't wrestle all over the world like her dad. But Charlotte proved you don't have to be a legit fan of this to be a wrestler. And, I mean, Charlotte learned from so many people. And, I mean, honestly, has there really been a super bad match that Charlotte's ever been in? Nah, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she ain't been in some bad matches, but I mean, look here, like I, she's I, that heel, bro. She's that heel. I don't see her ever being a babyface. It does not work for her. She's she's a natural. She's a the only way it, it, it'll be a babyface if it's a, a, a if it's a double turn. If it's the crowd turn on uh, the heel, I think Bianca would be a hell of a heel. I remember when she was on NXT, like. That shit got her completely over. Because, I mean, she literally looked untouchable. Hey, I, I like to see. I would like to see, man. The attitude and stuff. I mean, she's she's proven that she can be that person. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, we got AEW trying to top it off with Jade Cardell. Which, in my opinion, I think WWE could make Jade look like a great wrestler, even though she ain't a great wrestler. Like, you just got to know your moments and know your timing, and you got to learn from it. That's the thing I will say. You got to learn from your mistakes. If you knew that match wasn't as great, get your ass in that room, that ring, bump your ass off, find ways to be more creative, to find a way to learn how to sell and stuff like that. And I remember I used to shit on Bianca when she first started on that, because Bianca never wrestled in the or anything like that. So... Her, you could tell she has put a lot of work into this. She's not just depending on this gimmick. She literally is invested into what she's doing. And I'm very proud of seeing what she's got so far built up. Even though she feud with Sonya Deville, which I'm still trying to figure out what that was meaningful of. I think it was just to get her another rep in. Um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Only man. time will tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only time indeed will tell, man. For real. This was a dope one, man. As always. Uh, final thoughts, man, before we head on out of here. I appreciate you. Warm my love. Absolutely, man, coming bro. on the show, man. For real. Stepping in and chatting wrestling with me, man. For real, man. Uh, before you go, tell everyone where they can catch you at, where they can top in to your new episodes and everything, man. Whatever, you know, floor is yours. Whatever you like to say. Absolutely, bro. Um, So, my episode today at 5 p.m eastern time you can watch it on our facebook group at the buzzing with marlo page or like i said the facebook group buzzing with marlo you can tune in and catch those episodes on that or if you're a fan of twitch i know we got gamers out there i'm getting more better with it i'm streaming my episodes exactly the exact same time at 5 p.m eastern time you can watch it on twitch like i said on facebook you can also catch it on youtube and on our twitter account at the buzzing with marlo page on uh, Twitter and the American Prodigy as well on Twitter. So check those out. The audio will be out on Saturday. So tune in. It's definitely a good chat. This week's episode, I'm joined with uh, Jack Houston. Uh, he is an author of a book that he wrote about his experiences of being a nurse. Um, definitely interesting stories, I will definitely say. Uh, a lot of stuff you, you find out 
you get a lot of major respect for people that literally put their lives on the line every single day and it's just for a basic day at work and i would definitely say tune in it is going to be an interesting one also guys you see these red tank tops i finally got some tank tops man i've been begging for them you know i got nice little shoulders and arms kind of want to show them off eventually i mean i live in florida i need to get a little bit of that color on i mean i can't blend it with this wall every time so check it out on our bonfire shop you type in the promo code buzz 20 you get 10 percent off also guys last month of april for autism uh i have a son that is on the autism spectrum i'm a big supporter of it also if you go on our buzz shop as well and type in buzz 15 you get 15 percent off for an autism awareness and it goes towards a foundation for autism so dre this has been absolute man i appreciate it i'm sorry again that i had something else planned for you but you know since i struck out i had to had to make the favor uh shiz don't think we set you up for this one yeah and i got you next week <laughs> yeah man for real man we did not set you up man for real uh i appreciate that a lot man definitely uh black heart man definitely tune into black heart podcast also tonight next week in the wrestling the many tonight, faces man, of shit so, it's, it's dope man subscribe to off the top of podcast buzzer with my low podcast the commission and our commission here. baby yeah, the and commission our commission will be back here. Um, next 28. Friday, 28 here on Talk Pro Wrestling. So tune in, man. For real, we got a lot of stuff. Um, we're gonna chop it up with man. For real, this was dope. Um, sit tight, one. We're gonna chat it up after this, but y'all already know what it is. Don't forget to follow the 1130 podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter uh, at the 1130 podcast, like the 1130 podcast on Facebook, and if you haven't done so already, um, subscribe to the 1130 podcast on YouTube. And for uh, the Talk Pro Wrestling that if you're watching listening on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast is at uh make sure you tell a friend subscribe and also share the 1130 podcast talk pro wrestling this was definitely a dope show a dope one we're gonna be back at it next week you guys episode 28 of commission talks blackhawk will definitely be in the building we probably <laughs> gonna have a whole lot to say about this one and also is gonna be joining back in Oh, man, for real. Enjoy you guys. Weekend, man. This was definitely a dope one. All new episode of the 1130 Podcast streaming this Wednesday only, only on YouTube, you guys. Yes, new episode streaming this Wednesday and each and every Wednesday after that only on YouTube, man. For real. This was a dope one. Warren Milo, man. We out, man. For real. This was a great yes, one. Yes, sir. For myself. Have a good Jim, one. AKA Dre on Wheels. Warren Milo. Thanks, man. Yeah.